Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Travis Walsh. And this is the podcast where Travis and I discuss every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show, and one that Travis is watching for the first time. And we are at Season 3, Episode 11. Here I go again. <laughs> now, before we get to it, mm-hmm. a little bit of Legends news. No spoileries. But we're gonna need a we're gonna need a legends news drop. Uh, that now that we've got a, a Vancouver girls uh, drop from last week for our mm. IMDb curious, we're gonna need a legends news uh, right off the top here. So if anybody knows uh, that, uh, how about somebody who's got a kazoo, that'd be good. Okay. <laughs> Just shaking it up, see what else we can come up with. <laughs> There's a lot out there. Uh, I, I saw one on Twitter. That was a ukulele montage of a bunch of legend songs, but all of them are from episodes you haven't seen yet. I'm right. like, well, no, I'm saving that for him. I <laughs> see. I got you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, season six, episode one, the premiere, finally, it's been over a year. Mm-hmm. Season of Legends of Tomorrow aired last Sunday. And without giving anything away, it was tremendous i belly laughed out loud you know how it is when you watch a lot of stuff and you go that show was really funny but you never actually laughed out loud like oh Mm -hmm. it was like moments where i was belly laughing out loud and then had tears in my eyes at points and it was so much fun and it clearly is and i don't know how it did in the ratings or whatever but it's clearly the best of the DCW superhero shows with, depending on your tastes, uh, Superman and Lois is number two at this point because of how much money they're thrown at it. And it's really good. Um, But this season of Supergirl, I'm not feeling it just yet. And this season of the flash, I've been really distant. I'm like, Eh, it's it's i'm watching I'm, something's gonna happen there's something yeah. i'm not i can only I'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it at all but legends just the little spin spinoff that could just fucking nailed it i'm like you know at least creatively so cool. yeah that was awesome Fun. yeah no I, I i mean i've seen some bits and pieces i can i can it's hard to avoid it now mm-hmm. uh like again now i'm like i'm part of the community I kind of know what's happening. I kind of have an idea of, yeah, I have an idea of what's going to happen at the end of the season, just from what I know of what happened in the, in the opening uh, 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 season premiere, just oh, from yeah. what I've seen, just from seeing other things happen. I would, I would, whatever. We'll talk, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. My I'm just going to put a pin in this with one last yeah. thing. There is a, how many Capones in that season premiere that <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait. Good. I cannot wait to share. Hilarious. So this episode, here I go again. I I brought this up last uh, time we spoke, but uh, you had asked me, you know, what are the what are the highly regarded episodes? And none came to mind. And then I looked at what we were about to do. I'm like, oh, this one. This Mm -hmm. is one. This is one that Legends fandom when they list the top five. It's up. It's up top there, like number one, two ish. It's it's one of the most highly regarded episodes of the show. And you had mentioned, I loved it. And I loved it again. I watched it. I was in a time loop. I watched this one three times. Oh my God. 
I did it with just my like notes. Re- this this last time, wherever you're going back yeah, and watching it. Yeah, I did That's it with hilarious. my notes, and wow. then I did it again to make sure my notes yeah. were right. And it's then a, I it's did a romp. It again. It's an absolute romp. It's great. It's it's. I, I get it. I I think yeah, I get it. It's an all time great episode. I think. I think I'll probably say yeah, it's probably the best episode of the series so far. That I've so seen. far, I I would say so far, it's the best episode of the series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. here's our here's our our sweet sweet Netflix <laughs> synopsis. With the Wave Riders stuck in a time loop, Zari must decipher clues hidden among the crew's personal secrets to save the ship from disaster. Hmm. Hmm. Like, hmm. Sort of, but not yeah. really. But well, like, how do you describe that? How do you describe yeah. this episode without giving time loop? Just say Groundhog Day. <laughs> there you go. What cause and effect? When we get to that, yeah, was mm, uh one of my favorite little nerd moments because like i would have that argument that would be the argument i would have with someone <laughs> travis if you told me we were stuck in a time loop yeah you know and a, uh and you brought up tomorrow yeah you brought up, none of them said edge of tomorrow especially with the uh gonna say it was too too fresh uh <laughs> that, that underrated gems because yes, edge of tomorrow really hit the public psyche uh well it should it should uh become a cult classic it's I've fucking heard that. awesome it's I, fucking I, awesome man i it have heard ass. that. it's have, like yeah. yeah it's this t- times 10 man this episode mm-hmm. oh oh it is so rewarding at this because mm-hmm. this feels rewarding this episode right like it mm-hmm. feels like you stick with all these little things like and this is a trope it's been done a thousand times right not just ground like as i say just tomorrow but also run lola run is really really good mm-hmm. um i love it uh and uh, it's hard to fail it's such a fun template it's like a money in the bank match Johnny, if we can cross there, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like usually oh. I'm always excited for money in the bank matches. I mean, some are better than others, but it's just like, it's a fun template. It's a fun template and the way it works out or the Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, okay. I see. More, more, more prone to entertainment than not entertainment. I would, I, I would to get my wrestling take on that. I would go with your second. That's for me, it would be more of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm yeah. always going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but, and, and uh, I, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll tell you when we get to it, the, the, like the one, like the, the gaping hole. I can't give this a 10 out of 10. I think we, oh. I think we, I think we finally hit nine. I think we hit a niner here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but uh, the, there's a gaping hole that, that you just can't, it's like showing a loaded gun in the first act that you oh, just we'll see. gotta we'll, pay it off. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, We'll see if that's something that I like. So okay. it, it, it's it's quite oh, if possible. you do, then that's then that's that's on you. That that's oh, totally on me. Okay. <laughs> okay, but to my point about the argument that Ray and Nate have, I would have that exact same argument. Yeah. It would, it, it, I, because I would have brought up Star Trek: The Next Generation too. Yeah. I just yeah. wouldn't have been as nice about it with, yeah. as Ray was. <laughs> yeah. This really felt like a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode. Mm. by the end by the, especially by the very end we'll get to it when i what I, when i think made it really start to feel like star trek next generation i agree the payoff how they pay it yeah. off i was like yeah. that is some star fucking trek right there and just so. the conversation the extended yeah. like monologue and it, let's go mm-hmm. so z is testing a program on gideon to find more loopholes that she can fix specifically to save 2042 and her brother bayron um Gideon is, you know, not putting up a fight, but kind of arguing about it and uh, says that they're not friends yet. That's why she doesn't trust her. Mm-hmm. Just as this is going on and she's uh, starting the experiment, the team is coming back from a mission in full Avagir. 
Yes. And I, I remember the first time I saw this, and they walk in on the in the Avigir. Yeah. I popped so hard. I stopped. Yeah. They look great. They time. look great. They all look great. Although I'll say this, I, I can't say I I, I docked a mark for this, but it was noticeable. Um, Ralph's extra pasty this episode. <laughs> well, he's, he's undercover. He's undercover. He Canadian. He's undercover as someone Nordic. He, I guess they just uh, extra. He's going white. He's playing he white face. Like, I bordering on un unhealthy. I'd say unhealthy mm. looking. I did not notice this. That stood out to me. <laughs> so um, yeah, costumes outstanding. Yeah, and Nick Abba, yeah. love Abba. We love, we love Abba. Abba. When they start talking about the song, like, oh man, that's a great song. That's a great song. I can imagine them singing that song together. That's great. Here we go. <laughs> So they went to get an anachronism that caused Napoleon to uh, win the Battle of Waterloo. And it's an A-track of Ava's greatest hits. And that's what, so I guess, it, is the song about Waterloo? Anyway, who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. That Mama yeah. at Waterloo, Napoleon did surrender. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Oh my god, that's a, that was our first big hit. Uh, Waterloo, okay. I, you know, what? I've never really paid much attention to Ava's lyrics, I just know I kind of enjoy them every now and then. So, I never did the deep dives into the lyrics. I was like, oh, this is catchy, I like to hear it in the background. You ever seen The Trip, uh, with Steve Coogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, they have that discussion about that, uh, the winner takes it all, how like what those lyrics are about. I know. I, I totally forgot. This. Oh man, that that's a heavy song. Uh, yeah, no, there's a lot going on in Ava, Ava lyrics. Oh, okay, <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> so Mick is in French soldier gear because he's the one he, that got it from Napoleon, and they fix the anachronism and he smashes the, the A track because he hates this song. Mick can't stand it. It's stuck in his head so bad that he went, okay, let's talk about it now. He he uses the memory flasher on himself to get yeah. the song out of his head. Yeah. I was like, God, that made me fucking laugh. Oh my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a, like, it's hilarious. But <laughs> dude, I, I'll tell you right now, I wanted to fucking see them sing Waterloo, dude. You can't set me up for this. All right, hold on, hold on. You know what? We're, we, no, we, quick, we are going to fast forward. Yeah. Fast forward, my friends, to something from the IMDb Curious. Yeah. Going, we're going to talk about it now because did you write this, my friend? No. I won't mention everything else in this was a lead up to this uh, from a nine out of 10. Also, I wanted to see the mentioned but unseen Bonaparte in 75 mission with the botched disco musical number and all of its glory on a DVD set. Was that mm -hmm. you? <laughs> no, no, man. I just like it, it. That's what I mean. It's like showing a loaded gun the first act. And, and like they've been hit just after the, the day after or the, or the episode after. Uh, That's we your got, problem with this? We got... Uh, Oh, what's your name? Who's your daddy? So I'm like, oh man, they're swinging for the fences now. We're gonna get fucking Waterloo in the goddamn Legends episode. But alas, we did not. Oh wait, that's my that's my, that's my okay. only real uh, fault with this thing. I really do feel like I was so expecting a fucking musical number at the end of this episode. Well, you got, or at me. least like even in her good time montage, man. And I had a cool, that cool pop song that I couldn't find the name of. Or that kind of like 
Joan Jetty sounding tune that she has her montage to. And I couldn't right, right. find what yeah, that uh, was. But now I found it funnier that you didn't see it. I just thought that they just, them just walking into the outfits and I'm like, that's a fucking yeah. great gag. And then they leave them on the whole episode and do Abbott references. I was like, I never thought that was like, that, that was so that's so hilarious you are a big ava fan aren't you that if that's I, I your mean, like, I, that's your that's your one problem with this episode is you, fucking i think there's some other there's some there's some other little minor things that we might get up get to but that's a i think that's a big thing man if you're really gonna set up this they were in those outfits all episode and we never get like even like a couple notes of them like rehearsing or something she had to okay let me see it like just say i want let me see you guys let me see you why guys would, do this again why would they be rehearsing they, they i don't know they only got an hour she, she'd have to find ways to do it i would go i'd be going fucking crazy anyways <laughs> that's hilarious so gideon shuts down because her neural core is fried and sarah gets into an argument with zari who's being a smart ass and ray's very upset about making sarah angry and uh and it's because he thinks Mollus is going to appear and he's going to have to get his magic anti-magic gun and kill her yeah when he first tries to calm her down we get a variation of the lance glance baby the little fucking look she turns around and gives uh gives ray there was it to Ray? Shit. Oh, it was to Ray. I missed it. I was uh, wondering if I, I was thinking about that today when I was making dinner. Nah, it's been a while since you've seen a Lance glance. Mm, oh, you, you blinked <laughs> and you wasn't, missed it. This wasn't as overt, maybe. Maybe I didn't. Maybe, maybe I, I blinked. Yeah, you blinked and you missed it. It, it. There was a raised eyebrow involved. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's just saying, look, no loopholes. And then says, Zari, which I love. She's like, hey, you know what, honey? This apathetic cool girl routine isn't in, isn't as cute as you fucking think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah, think of pretty many good. people I've known who I, I wanted mean, to. It say was that. weird. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. But it was, yeah, it was. Um, they hadn't really set up tension with them in any of the previous episodes or any sort of no. her being uh, or her being <laughs> free or rebel or kind of in it for her own thing. That's another kind of, again, like minor quibble and stuff, but they did enough here at the beginning, obviously. And that's the purpose of this episode. It's not just for how they resolve it plot wise. It's to give the audience the chance to actually fall in love with the character who they introduce. And then she's kind of hanging around doing shit. They don't talk about so much with this episode, man. They, they, They do a ton of like advancing character and plot and, um just really really take things to uh yeah the, the level they hadn't before really good stuff so z goes to fix gideon and she gets sprayed with this green sludge in her face and the next thing you know the fucking ship blows up and then it flashes and she's back on the bridge with sarah yelling at her and we cut to the intro of the commercial with her, like what the cut them like oh in the dvd hope she said fuck <laughs> but when Ray fell down in this platform shoes, because that becomes a running gag every yeah. time they do this, Ray falls down in his shoes until she catches him, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, so Z finds Mick to try to ask him about what's going on and ask him about deja vu, which he has. <laughs> the prolific writer doesn't know what deja vu is. So yeah. I don't know. I hate the French. Um, funny. Or he's just playing the character at that point. Um, yeah, maybe that's it. I can't let her know. I know what deja vu is. Uh, what? Uh, isn't that a French woman? Sounds hot. 
and one of my closest um, friends and crushes, t- total crush, but we were the best of friends. Deja. Uh, De- answer, Deja uh, at the club. Cool. Yeah, we, we still stay in touch. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> and uh, she used to wear eye makeup that was like what they used to make the WWF women wear, but better. She'd take sure. like an hour to do it. And it was like this. It was, it was, it felt like wrestling makeup at what she would do. It was tremendous. Well, that's great. I, I love the, the hearing about the, anybody else you still keep in contact with from those days? There's a few of the pound that, you know, I see what's going on on Facebook now and again, right. but right. Uh, Deja, gotcha. Deja, I follow you. I see all, all over the place on uh, social media and stuff. Yep. Cool. She's got a lovely little boy now and she still looks amazing. Shout out to Deja. You know, Deja, baby. <laughs> Dave, let me real quick. I'll tell you a story. This young girl came in and she was starting and she was being a real pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And at one point she like yelled at me over some, like, that's not the song I wanted. But like, that's the artist you said. And uh, she gets off the stage and through the music, I hear Deja in the dressing room yelling, listen, you, and I'm not going to say anything. You, know, yeah. you never talk to Johnny that way. That's, you know, because you know, awesome. I was the friend. I was the friend of the performer, Travis. Right, 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 right. I was on the yeah. prowl. I was the friend. <laughs> yeah you're that you're the enhancer the enhancer you're like you're there to to help the ladies get to the spot they need to get to and i was also older than all of them by uh, who am i jerry the king lawler come on <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway did you throw a good punch seen that oh yeah well you you you, you would you would have seen that punch, punch. It, it said, punch. seven years in that club you saw that punch <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> so okay so ray falls down again da, 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 da. so she finds nate and at this point nate and amaya are talking about what really happened they missed their cue by the way they missed their cue for the the big abba performance that we don't get to see yeah um because they were getting their own. Because as we've seen, you know, missions turn them on. Dinosaurs, zombies, whatever. Right, right. And they're they're just hot for each other. They're just young and hot. And mm-hmm. like, there's not, you know, what else? What else are you going to do? But now they're back together, you know. Which, yeah. so we're done with that whole breakup thing. They get rid of that in this episode. <laughs> um, they also forward so many of the ancillary characters outside of Zari in this one yep that's what i mean yeah and uh so when nate said amaya says to nate you know we need to forget about this the way nick zano um delivers the line i can't really i was like oh that's that was good that, that, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. little thing i noticed i was like oh no sebastian stan but you know tv handsome he's tv handsome he's that's TV handsome, and he's tv charming af mm-hmm. tv charming he's af in this episode yeah because he's the only one who believes her. Uh-huh. And he's the one who's like gets it. And, and it makes yeah. sense. We've established enough of, of his character that he's the one who'd get it, he, the most excited about something like this. Mm-hmm. And then t- until you met, until uh, Ray hears about it, then he has a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as he's talking, they, they find Ray and Ray uh, says, uh, happy captain, happy ship, like they say. And she's like, no one says that, Ray. And the first time you... You see that line? I was like, "Ugh, that's some 
that's a season one joke, but then they use it as a plot point later big to time, where, big time. yeah, where she repeats it and he's like, Oh, I guess it's catching on and walks away. I was like, Oh, that was fucking good. Yeah, hilarious. That, that was good. <laughs> so she's fixing the ship again. She dodges the spray this time, but it blows up again. And here's, and she says, mama Mia, here I go again. Mm-hmm. Like, Yay, that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, for the record, I've never seen either of the Mamma Mia. Oh, me neither. I have no. Um, but no I mean, it. It, some people say they're tremendous and they're like camp to the to the nth degree. Um, but yeah, like, uh, some people say that what is the, the British invented pop music and the Swedish perfected it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing that's Swedish, honestly, is, uh, Swedish fish. Hmm. I like Swedish, Swedish berries. I like uh, the, the other. Uh, I think maybe that's more of a Canadian thing. I know we were talking about the gummy candies, right? Yeah, the gummies. For yeah. us, they're shaped like fish. And I'm like, my favorite, favorite sweet is Michael Backlund, uh, the assistant captain of the Calgary Flames. It's it has not been a good season. GG mm. gang, <laughs> Gideon gang. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> so, well, we're we're done. We're, we're we're basically done. I think I, I think it becomes official uh, today. But yeah, that when, when I think of Sweden, that's who I think of. So Z is trying to explain what's going on to Sarah, who's not having it yet, yet and she twists her arm and uh, accidentally uh, sent they they keep they send her to the med bay over and over again, and Ray uh, keeps giving her a sedative until she develops an immunity. Wow, to, to that's the sedative. so fucking badass, man! And what is it every time? Every he does he have like a little joke every time? That's every time he every time Mick is like, "What's wrong with her?" And he's got one after another, but uh, he's just like Ansofalori, blah blah blah. But one of them, he goes space madness, and I'm like, yes. fuck yeah, the Ren, they did Ren and Stimpy fucking joke. So funny, so awesome, and uh, yeah, that makes sense, man. It's just like, yeah, f- fill me up with that uh, uh, iocane powder, basically. <laughs> <laughs> really good, really good. That makes so much sense. That's clever. See, that's something we've never seen in any in any of these sorts of. Uh, um redos no. uh, uh, uh you know kind of uh, there's a there's a famous um one act play called sure thing that uses the same effect oh i should mention edge of tomorrow it all starts because he gets sprayed in the face with something from one of the aliens oh okay the time loop starts because of that so i i don't know if there's any sort of, if that goes back to something too, Maybe. Uh, like there's some sort of bigger, like bigger sci-fi connection there that. Uh, um, well, which, well, what came out first? This came out in 2018. What That came out earlier. Right? That would have been Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. A little earlier. Maybe they threw it in there because they're throwing in every little trope they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they can in this one. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I highly recommend on. it, man. If you get a chance this weekend, I'd watch it. You know, I, really something good. I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but something I've been meaning to watch because I remember when it came out mm-hmm. and much like everybody else, Edge of Tomorrow sounded like a fucking soap opera. No one went and saw it. <laughs> yeah. And what was the original title? Or they've even tried to re-release no, it. No, they changed it. They re-released it. It's like, it's like die, live, die, repeat. Live, die, repeat, like which everyone was like, well, that was better, but you know, you should have still like that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, whatever. I mean, it's, it's killer. That's it's why really that no, but that's why it wasn't successful. But then listening to I think uh, Doug Benson podcast, I kept hearing mm-hmm. everyone going, "It's one of the best fucking movies out out there." Yeah. You just got to yeah. go out there and see it. So I do. I am meaning to watch it. That is on my yeah. list, definitely. Yeah. Cool. 
So, <laughs> where are we, man? It just feels like we're going over and over again. Right, here I go again, which is a white snake, a, a white snake song. That's Get the, the other, fuck uh, out of the IFDV, motherfucker! <laughs> that I really ahead of that. God game, damn, you are. Dude, that's like, what I was like when I saw it on the list of uh, song titles. Knowing that they're going to start making pop culture references, I see here I go again. I'm thinking Tony Katane. I'm thinking eighties. I'm thinking. You're I'm thinking, thinking Zari, do, Zari doing a split on the 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 hood or, of the or some sort of we better get that at some point in this season i want to see somebody shred a guitar where i mean if we're getting everything under the sun basically because i've seen like dude i get to see like i see what's coming up in episode two of season six where they're in fast food or whatever I, like i get to see these little things you know what i mean mm. so i'm like thinking man they're gonna touch on like they're gonna run out of <laughs> i can uh, you know they're, they're running out of like things to do but yeah no not yet the the, the writing the, the writer's room at legends is really really amazing um mm -hmm. i because i've started recognizing names and seeing like names that were like staff writer who now i know yeah. are part yeah, showrunner or who are part showrunner who i need to get the names and start mm -hmm. talking we about. should acknowledge the the writers of this episode at, at, at some point well i will tell you this yeah the, the lead writer of that room wrote this episode yeah I believe her first name is Kato and I'm not positive and I don't want to, you know, insult anyone. I will look it up because she's amazing. She's an amazing follow on Twitter, by the way, just wonderful, super positive, a lot of fun. And she wrote this episode. So there you go. And she's the, basically one of the showrunners right now. So hmm. that says a lot about yep, where we're going. Sure it does. <laughs> and okay. So Nate's helping her out. Okay. He, she finds Nate. And he, and he, she talks about the time loop. He finally understands it. And he goes, wait a minute, like Groundhog Day. Okay, if this is true, next time find me and say Groundhog Day. And then the ship blows up again. And then when she fucking finds him, she goes, Hedgehog Day. Hedgehog Day. You thinking, were you thinking the same thing I am? Did what, they try what, to? What, what, hold on. What, the insult that I used to hear in the first grade now and then on the playground? No, no. Like, who do we know that? Like, now disgraced. Uh, uh, Sonic? What did Sonic Bella. do? What no, did Sonic no, no. There's do? A, there's a dude who's known as the Hedgehog in certain circles. I'm not. Uh, I can't. Like, I'm... Ron Jeremy. That was uh, Ron Jeremy's nickname. He's known oh, as the I Hedgehog. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I had no like, idea. That uh, was... Well, unless there's some sort of future where we've honored jeremy and named a day after him. Oh, i hope I, not i don't think you're i think that could have been a joke that they ran by i'm saying in the uh <laughs> oh really i've never heard that so Are you serious no i think and, and the fact that you do is is unsettling to be perfectly honest hey no i, I, I 70s porn i had a I know a little bit about 70s porn. Uh, I mean, I learned a little bit more because of Boogie Nights, but I also had, hey, Papa had a stash. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The only thing my father had, and briefly, Kelly Kelly knows all about that stash, like our, oh, okay. our mutual friend I'll Kelly. Like, of course, it. I discovered it when I'm like, you know, in eighth grade or whatever. So, of course, like, uh, all my, my my buddies, are like, you guys, you won't believe what I fucking get to see. <laughs> <laughs> I 
See, most kids used to find their porn in the woods for some reason. Yeah. That story. Oh, I experienced that at some point in my life. Really? Too. You find porn everywhere <laughs> when you're a kid. But back then, on boy, the, that wait, was... oh, on the mighty, the, the weedy fields of the plains of Ontario, <laughs> the prairies of Alberta, <laughs> very filled with pornography. Yeah, yeah. It's just out there waiting to be discovered, son. <laughs> hilarious so so, oh, so so he he figures it out he says he believes her and she's like why why are you help me he's like that's what friends are for because that's who nate is he, you're right he is the one he, he we're on a fucking time ship you say so um mm-hmm. she figures out the, the explosion was caused from the inside so they start to suspect the team and, and him saying that that's what friends are for is a nice touch because gideon has already said she's not his friend mm-hmm. or she's not her friend mm-hmm which by the end of because, this, and she are. gets we get we get a Zari, we get a Zari uh, expression. We need another name, another Zari glance, but we get a Zari expression. The from Zari her. glory? No, that's no. No, good. well, it'll come to us. It'll come. It'll come. <laughs> the other one did. That's one. <laughs> so, because that was meant to be significant. That's important too. Because this is all about her journey. She's the main mm-hmm. character of the story, obviously. And this is also okay. Tala Ash, who is a wonderful person. Uh, yeah, in, in the real life, I've heard her on like I've mentioned it before. Yep. No, I've, I've seen, I've seen podcasts. her been bit, seen her recognized for the work she does, mm, except she's an Ohio State fan. It's like the only thing I'm kind of like, eh. mm, 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 mm. <laughs> but but um, this is the episode where the fan base fell in love with her, and you know, as well. Because up at this point, you're like, she's okay. You know, she's mm-hmm. fine. But at this point, the audience, you know, all points to this moment as when everyone's like, we are all in on this character and this actress. Mm-hmm. That's an important distinction to make. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I, I think this had, I would, I would wager her, um, this had her, probably her audition piece for the. Really? Uh, uh, I think like when she when she breaks down here, I, I would guess because this is probably what her fifth or sixth official episode, something, something like, like that. that. Something um, like that. And then there's the so they would have probably picked something here because this is where she had to do the most. This is the most heavy lifting she's had to do. The so most. You gotta pick something. You got to pick something like that when you're, uh, you know, committing to uh, something like this. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking from like uh, you know production uh, mm-hmm. thing. You know what I mean? We got to know that yeah. this girl's capable of. <clears throat> the stuff i think for sure that would have been a part of it um or at least one of a few scenes she probably had to read i, I love it when i love it when you drop some knowledge <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're investigating the team and they have all the time in the world to do it because every time they blow up they just start over because little by little her telling Nate what's going on just becomes like two words and it works. I'm like, I love it. I, I think that's great. She's like groundhog day ship blows up. Okay. What are we doing? And then she pulls them in and they go. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that's it. great. So fun. And uh, so we see Mick cause they suspect him because he's doing his laundry and he says, Oh, I got to get my undies in the dryer before haircut. I'm like, Ugh, poor Ray, those <laughs> STD ridden undies of Nick Rory. Oof. Yeah, I, I do not want to clean out the lint cycle 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, the lint trap. Uh, yeah. After Mick uses, after Mick uses the Wave Riders only dryer. And we, okay, okay. They got one toilet and one washer and dryer on the fucking ship. I just, I love little touches like that. I love this is the first time that we see that, like that kind of, mm-hmm. or that they work this into the, like one kind of just simple living together bullshit mixed in mm-hmm. with all this other uh, kind of bigger stuff. And I love that it, that it ends up being a red herring too. Yeah. And then Amaya grabs the flasher after Mick does the thing to get Waterloo out of his head. Uh, mm-hmm. And so Ray's talking to Z, does the catchphrase thing. So A wants to erase the, the memory of them getting it on. And Nate agrees and they figure, well... If we're gonna flash, you know, our brains, you know, we can just get it on one more time. Yeah. And Z's outside, you know, and we hear the moaning and a tiger. She's using the amulet. And yes. when Z just says, Kill me now, and the look she gives as she blows up is like there's the comedic acting yeah. right there. Just yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was wonderful. cute. Um uh yeah, I, we, I was I was gonna say I was hoping I thought it would have, would have been funny if they threw in the, the uh, seal, the, the seal. seal. Yeah, <laughs> <Let's see>. yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy Nate's a freak. <laughs> so, so the next time he's explaining what happened, and she tells him about the flash, and he's he's just like, "Oh, she probably just wanted to flash it because she couldn't deal with how awesome it was," and along the way. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so they search Mick's room next. And it's a mess. And the first thing that happens is a bear trap right on. <laughs> hilarious. Fucking hilarious. What a great throwaway line. A fucking bear trap. That's insane. <laughs> He's just screaming. He probably just screamed and bled out until the until for like 45 minutes until the ship blew up. The ship blows just up. tragic. Just <laughs> awful. I want to watch then, that episode. <laughs> That's probably where she learned more about him than any other one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's completely true. <laughs> so so he's got a lockbox and maybe there's a bomb or something in there. And the next time Nate gets to it, he touches it and it's, it gives him an electric shock and kills him again. It's so funny, man. It's fucking great. I love that. She's just like using it, like not like non-discriminate. Like who gives a fuck? They're all going to be dead. In <laughs> yeah. She's like, you touch everything. So I, that's how, and so I, funny. It's so funny. And it makes sense. He's like, well, how do yeah. we figure out this yeah. mystery? This is how we yeah. figure out the mystery. Yeah. And, uh, so they finally get get it open, and there's a typewriter, and then blue paint explodes, like you know, in bank heists, you know, and right. and even that little touch is like, yeah, Mick's been sprayed by that plenty of times, and that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Mick is writing a sci-fi romance novel. Yeah. So we finally, you've already known about it. Yeah, it's it's one of those secrets that's impossible to keep. And this is the start of this phase of McRory. And it is so much fun. It's long, too. Yeah. This is not a quick gag. This becomes a long-term thing that's on funny. the show. And it's I love that she wonderful. ends up reading it and then has advice yeah. from that. That's that's taken from uh, uh, Wanderlust, the really? <laughs> that movie that I've done. Yeah, that's one running, one, uh, running gag as well. It's like oh. this guy. So, yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Oh, that's awesome. So... Uh, but you know, 
you start reading it. I love, I love how it sounds. He's like, he's like, is it, is that his criminal manifesto? He's like, no, it's his bosom too much to be a criminal yeah. manifesto. Pretty funny. <laughs> and then the way he re- kind of responds to to reading bosom, like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really good, really good. So the next thing they go to Ray, maybe it's Ray. They immediately figure it's not fucking Ray. Of course, it's not fucking Ray. And uh, but Ray gets scared and he spills the beans about what Constantine told him to do to Sarah if Mollus takes over again. And they're like, oh, that's something, but we've got bigger fish to fry. Um, and this is when they explains the time loop. Ray believes him, but he, he says, it's like cause and effect from next generation. We Like, like we mentioned. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I even love that. You know, that's just, oh, mm-hmm. that's great. I've never uh, seen the episode. Should I, should I, should I oh seek it out? Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. It's one of the best. Is it considered an all time great? I don't it remember is. seeing it in our list of top 10 that we were going through, but. Oh, uh, uh, Drew, trust me, pal. Yeah, you yeah, trust yeah. me. You know what? Right. I just discovered a new um, a Star Trek podcast because I've always wanted to find one that was funny. And there's a really funny one called Treks in the City hmm. um, that with, uh, with Alice Wetterland and Veronica. And I can't think of her last name. And they're both hilarious and it's wonderful. And they have great guests. And they're just about to get to the end of uh, Next Gen. And I just discovered this other one called The Greatest Generation, and they're already into Voyager. And it's just two guys cracking wise on Star Trek. And I started listening to them. I was like, this sounds familiar. Huh. And, you know, like really good. They, of course, they're out doing live shows and shit. So <laughs> it's something to aspire to. They're very, very funny. Huh. <laughs> but cool. Yeah. yeah. So you listen to me about like what good episodes of uh, Next Generation is, man. I'll, and, and and deep space nine i'm, I'm the deep space nine know, expert it's buddy. your favorite show it's your favorite it show is. of all time that and this um yeah. so mixed book is a thousand pages long and i'm like you know as far as a bunch of sci-fi nonsense that's still but be- i'm sure his book is still better than battlefield earth <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you know insert uh, 50 shades of gray or uh, uh, twilight the twilight series boom boom uh, but Battlefield Earth was written by L. Ron Hubbard, so there's a more like in there. Let's fuck it. You know, yeah. my, my joke was aimed at him. I've told you that book became insanely weirdly popular in my eighth grade class, where guys who had never even opened it would had were carrying around this fucking one thousand page paperback with the the sci-fi cover on it, like weird. the alien got. Wow, you you lived in the, the like the birth of Scientology. I kind of somehow <laughs> my so now and the thing is nobody fucking read it. Like yeah. I tried, I got through like the first hundred pages. I was like, that was a fun. Thing. What? How much of this? And it's ridiculous. Mm. And, now, and there was your adventure. Yeah. Here's the society building. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck this shit. Desire. No desire whatsoever. But for some reason, it caught on, man. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. Mm. The cover looked very sexy. That was it. You see, everyone realized, oh no, there's no Got fucking it. in this. Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't the John Travolta character. On the oh front. no, this was this was no long before they tried <laughs> to make know, that I fucking know. movie, I know. dude. I know. <laughs> okay, so Z and Ray shrink down to spy on Sarah now because maybe it's Mollus, and she's out in the jump ship, and uh, so they go into stealth mode. And Ray explains that stealth mode is just standing still in library voices. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and Ava are chatting and Sarah's talking, telling her how she's frustrated with Z, but you know, but she wants to tell her how important she is to the team. And, and Ava's just wanting to come over and get some. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, pretty uh, much. and Sarah knows, but she's, you know, she's shrugging it off to the point where that gets the two of them talking. 
uh, Z and uh, and Ray. And she's like, doesn't Sarah know what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And Ray gets to the, the line. He's like, uh-uh, Captain can close. And I fucking yeah, died. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how much yeah it's, it's funny to see how much he's evolved to just uh like yet seeing her as like infallible kind of thing mm-hmm. and then but she hears him and uh because sarah's you know kind of waving off ava and uh they think it's a fly and ava tells you well you got to kill that you don't know where it's from and she swats him and then we cut the commercial i thought that was fun and yeah, yeah, it's not the best, not the best of the ways in which they wrapped all these things up. That one wasn't the. It was it was a little cutesy. The pro no, the problem with it was they try to show what their conversation sounds like to her, mm-hmm. and you hear this like zzzz, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a fly. It, it, yeah. it, it but still, I'm like yeah, she swatted and made me laugh. But, yeah. but all right, but then next time she talks to Nate, it tells him what's up. He's like, oh, only a matter of time before we did one of these. <laughs> yeah pretty awesome pretty great <laughs> but pretty here funny she's burnt out she's had enough she doesn't know, know what to do and nate just tells her to have some fun take some time have some fun mm-hmm. and we get the fucking montage yeah and i adore it i yeah, loved it i love the song i wish i could have found what it was for whatever reason it wasn't in the fucking imdb i was like mm-hmm. It was all right. I would have liked to have seen it was more. Fun. I, would, I mean, she was just putting on different outfits. That's not the. That's not the. Oh, that but no, but she learned it. She I would have liked to have seen, Yeah, I would have liked to have seen some more, uh, like like uh, risk taking. You know what I mean? Oh, like what? Like going? I, I don't know. Going off to uh, like trying to recreate the Titanic on the edge of the Wave Rider or something like something crazy, something nuts. I don't know. Like uh, trying to drive, drive it. Like no, like if you're gonna rent a Groundhog Day, have like something on the front of your, get it, get an actual Groundhog to drive the Wave Rider, something like that, something like this. Well, right? I think you know that, what I mean? Maybe a little too on the nose. Yeah, but like I don't know. I wanted to see more of like it. It was a good time montage. I think the music did a lot of the heavy lifting, but her trying on outfits happened too many times for me for this to be to really feel like a good time montage. Well, there was one thing she uh, put her uh, hat on that made me pop. The, hawk, that was the girl's hawk fucking yeah. helmet. Yeah. like yeah baby but she mm-hmm. she burns some shit with a flame gun and uh, she learns how to play a stradivarius that they've got on there probably out of mix yeah. uh mix that's of important stolen shit. that's an important plot point um, but she gets to say ray save ray from falling she as you said she reads a mixed book and says oh not bad mr rory and mm-hmm. then we get it ends with ray and mick are arguing about the laundry and in the background she's dropping flashcards of their conversation including mick saying grunting and it just says grunt and then they look right. and it says quizzical look ship goes boom and it yeah. blows up and i was like oh i love it they're like you know johnny's in the basement mixing up the medicine not in excess when i saw that when in excess did their tribute to bob what? dylan with that oh music yeah, yeah. i know what you mean i see but i was in high school i was in high school and i was like you fucking rip off artist, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it, excess. Yeah, we're not a fan. They're not aware of the, I was the, not the, the term homage. Homage. I didn't. I didn't see it as homage. homage. <laughs> I was also eighteen, so yeah. I, I just went, they're ripping them off. I was like Howard Stern. They're ripping me off, Robin. <laughs> uh. So, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back state purpose of visit well our tractor is going to kick the bucket this year searching internet for new bucket i don't need a bucket provide bucket color preference 
red, yellow, lavender, taupe, magenta. Oh, wait, they are out of magenta. Robots don't know you, we do. I can do a quote on a new one. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need starts with a conversation. It's your future, let's protect it. White, hmm? Welcome back to Gideon, guys. And before we get back to talking about this monumental episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, <laughs> what are we? What else we got going on, Travis? Yeah, Mystery Titan Theater is the show that uh, Johnny and I and a different guest or guests every other Saturday we get together on. Uh, well, it's on Twitch live now. You can follow us. Mm. Uh, follow Jarvis Washing Machine. Uh, it'll be on YouTube. If, if you don't get to catch us on live on on Twitch, it'll be on YouTube as well under the same name, Jarvis Washing Machine. And this Saturday, we're looking at a card from looks like '87, Johnny. I think Ubuntu's mm. found for us with a, an old friend who I haven't uh, talked to in a while. But I was just like, oh, here's a guy who would be really fun. Uh, uh, big old wrestling fan from Saskatchewan, Johnny. Mm. Well, the first time you get to to talk with a guy who's who's from Saskatchewan. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, his name is Josh, uh, Josh Zoomstein. He's a really funny guy. I met him. Uh, he's a teacher and, uh, and knows a lot about wrestling and uh, a passionate guy and a funny guy and, and, and an actor too. Um, oh. So that'll be a good time. Uh, so look for that. Yeah. Look for us on Twitch uh, Saturday nights. It's usually, we usually try to start around 7 PM. And I've got is, a little something. Pacific Pacific standard time. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I stepped on you. Uh, no, it's okay. I've got a little something to add to that. Um, we don't have a set date for it, but we might have mentioned that. Uh, if you watch our YouTube show, and once again, you know, Mystery Titans Theater, you don't even have to like wrestling because it just, mm-hmm. we go off on so many tangents and have a lot of fun on what we're mm-hmm. like. You don't have to like the movies Mystery Science Theater is doing to exactly. watch the show. Yeah. Like, so, it's not just us gushing about how great it is. Okay. Yeah. It, although, although, but, but that being said, we do get that uh, we do get the odds, when we do. Uh, like, oh boy, jam, when we yeah, do, yeah. when we do, yeah. we 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 mark out as the, as the kids say, yeah, as the kids say. And um, but if you those of you who've listened to uh, the show or watched it, I mean, um, I've often mentioned my good friend Joey, who would post as Wolfman, who I used to go to all these wrestling shows with when we were teenagers, mm-hmm. at this same era that we genuinely cover. And I reached out to him, and uh, he's never done anything like this. But he's acted. He was in a movie, uh, right. an indie movie. You know, he was in. He he gave a shot in L.A. and uh, and he's super funny, and he knows wrestling, and he's got opinions, my friend. Great, and he's the original heel fan, awesome. and uh, he said he'd love to do it. He's like, I even got a Yeti mic. I was like, what, You've just been waiting for someone to ask you. Something? Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, so he'll be joining us in the near future. Wicked. Yeah, I think we got to pick uh, something from Philly then for like that. I was thinking the same yeah, thing. If yeah, there was yeah. a, if there was a Philly Civic Center NWA show out there of any hmm. quality, that would be perfect. Great. Uh, but right now, I am DB curious. Hit the music.
thanks once again to Vancouver Girl for our new theme. And uh, so here we go. First, we've got this. This doesn't. This doesn't get the question. This is actually, I guess it is trivia. Mm-hmm. But the beer Mick was drinking has a Batman logo, which I didn't fucking notice. But and I did not go back three times. I didn't catch that. But you say so, right? <laughs> Um, which, you know, if you want to be all conspiracy theory about it and believe me, I've read some conspiracy theories about these shows, uh, uh on Twitter, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, at the time, and it was true, there was a keep your hands off Batman and Superman TV people. You're not allowed to even touch it, look mm-hmm. at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Except for some villain, we'll, we'll give you some villains on Arrow. But so those two, it. those two, and Wonder Woman generally, right? Yeah, and Wonder Woman as well. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. all have been touched on since then. But the big at this three, point, so to speak. Yeah, at this point, it was hands off. So if they did that, I was like, oh, that's that's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> twenty two of twenty two found that interesting. Hmm. But here we go. And it, of course, this this is the IMDb curious that Travis has already proven that he's all over. He's already mm-hmm. psychically connected with it, but. <laughs> Or I'm Joe the Joe the Shrug, right? You're Joe the Shrug. This it was Joe the Shrug. Holy shit! Because hey, the trivia, a lot, a lot, just something I was thinking. Oh, you don't have to take my word for it. Hey. The trivia is anonymous. That's how so. I finish all my. That's my sign off. Hey. <laughs> you type it out. Yeah. How many H's? Hey. Depends on. Yeah, that's how the grade of the grade of the episode <laughs> by how many H's in it. Hey. <laughs> Hey, look, if, if, it sounds just uh, as valid as Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, I want, I want, I want another uh, Gideon gang. I want to, I want a theme for Joe the Shrug. There we go. <laughs> so this episode's title may be a reference to the White Snake song of the same name. It could also, also be a reference to the line. Mamma Mia, here I go here again, I go again. Yeah. from the ABBA song Mamma yep. Mia. Yep. Yep. So, no, no, it's good. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. It's an okay. It's okay. It's just, it's it's tough. Like, that's a, when you see it first, you're like, uh, you think, well, your mind. So, what you're saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to break this down. Your yeah. mind in the ABBA inspired episode where there's ABBA references all over, your mind still went to fucking white snake not no, no, no not like at first when i when i saw the list of uh episode titles and i saw here i go again i assumed it was going to be like 80s rock i uh, see hair metal kind oh of i thing. see you mean when you and, saw the title okay yeah. i'll give you and that. now that like okay. mama mia here i go again makes perfect sense it's a great oh, it's okay. a great it's a great song for any time you're gonna have, or, or great not great song uh, it's fine mama mia is not there i wouldn't i wouldn't put it in their top ten. Well, <laughs> oh really um but uh but people love it can you can, uh, off the top of your head off the top of your head mm-hmm. could you name your top 10 just real quick abba songs yeah well, i would go winner takes it all is definitely okay. in the, the the top uh um fernando it's a great song there i love fernando i love fernando no. oh chiquita is such yeah. a, a underrated gem yeah that's three um does your mother know again, like low key, like these are like, kind of like, these are again, like stone cold classics that you just like, you don't even think about, but then you just hear it. It's like, take it easy, take it easy. Turn the lights down low. Does your mother know, you know, the but, song, right? Uh, yeah. There's that's four. Um, 
money money uh okay. is a rich man's world is, is always great um i'm not gonna like i would put dancing oh, five, you queen. got me five you got you got five okay. right off i would go i would put dancing queen above uh, or okay. take a chance on me like uh, all of those seven we got seven kid you got three more already said waterloo uh waterloo obviously. we got two more good give me two <laughs> um lay all your love on me another right. like uh, uh, uh under the under the radar what are we at now one more one more buddy one more uh come on rock come on rock <laughs> the top of my head oh damn it damn it i said take a chance on me i mm-hmm. said I said Dancing Queen. All right, we got it. You know what? You got a nine. I know, we got to move on. Because the scores for this yeah. uh, amongst the people who reviewed it are mainly tens and a few nines. So, so mm-hmm. you're, oh, you're SOS, right SOS. 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 We, SOS. we got to. We go. We've got 10 motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so in the reviews, this one from iMac 2120. It's titled Disco Costumes plus Hedgehog Hedgehog Day plus Pervy AI equals Run Romp. I said romp as well. What the hell's going on here? Run Romp. <laughs> run Romp. I don't get the run part, but anyways. It was, I think it was supposed to be fun, but now it sounds like um, uh, Astro on the Jetsons. <laughs> or just like if the kid from... Uh, um... The Shining was a shitty speller. <laughs> he said, and he's what? the one. Oh, Jesus. Quit right. That makes no sense, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy would just race everything but he when he spells uh he's talking about what he likes on uh the episode he mentions mixed booby traps and i'm such a, a goddamn juvenile because he spelled it b-o-o-b-i-e i was like <laughs> booby joke that would have given that would that's enough to get you a, a like there log on it almost like did but no, it, you found I, that interesting well here's the thing i i what i what i've uh you know sometimes i hover over it mm-hmm. and then i think better of myself so <laughs> Yeah. He's also the one who wants to see the fucking performance. So there you go. But this review, three out of ten, titled Damn Unnecessary. From Lass Lasso Gulls Guard 18. And I read the whole thing. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Um it's a well-written, it's not some right-wing manifesto nonsense. It's a well-written critique that I don't agree with for the most part. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I do not agree with this assessment, you know, but it's, it's nothing to snicker at except for maybe. And I don't know if this might trigger you, my friend, after you just <laughs> hitting 10 out of 10, but uh, uh, last year says, however, this was not an episode I will ever remember. The episode got its title from a segment in an ABBA song, and there, there were simply too many ABBA references in this episode. Mm-hmm. Look, I love ABBA as much as any other living human being outside of Travis fucking Washington, but I don't need to be reminded about ABBA every other scene. So fuck mm-hmm. you, pal. I don't, <laughs> that's right? Am I right? That's, Am I right? that's nonsense. <laughs> 
I think if you're going to keep teasing it, you got to, you got to pay it off, man. I wonder if there was, I wonder if they were trying even up you're to still the on that. We couldn't get it guys. So uh, we're going to go with ending number <laughs> two. We're going to go with ending number two. We're trying so hard to get Waterloo. Could not get Waterloo. So instead of the, um... the, the Fjorgensons are very protective. Legends of do it. The Skurgen. What? No, not a chance. No, no. No, no I got to work on it. <laughs> not, not a cheat. No, even chancing. No chancing that I'm giving you this. This here song stays with us. <laughs> you, you nailed it. No, 10 out of 10. Again. <laughs> so back to the show. Z finds Nate and she's wiped out. And the first thing he says, did you do the fun montage thing? And she's like, yeah, I did. Thanks, Nate. You're a good friend. I was like, oh, that's cute, too. And she breaks down. She's the only thing she hasn't tried is killing herself. And she grabs a gun from the French mission, but there's no bullet in it. And she breaks down. And this time, Sarah takes her seriously. (laughs) She's Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, what's fucking wrong? And she tells her with the tears in her eyes and the emotion she's feeling and that makes sarah believe her mm-hmm. all right let's figure this out so they map out the wave rider they figure it's a bomb and mick tosses a beer in the trash can and it pops out and like fuck because he didn't know there was a trash compactor they get to the trash compactor and who's in the trash compactor but gary yeah i thought it would be funny that's the that's the excuse i thought it would be funny this um yeah, I mean, and also like this is a, a a minor quibble in that this is just like it's just like we here's here's just one thing. Sorry, you didn't check this, but here's what if they could have made turn this into a ten out of ten, it, it could have been a character flaw that caused her not to check something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then and, oh, that she didn't. Uh, and you've then you've got then you've got a ten out of ten. So oh, wait, are you are you what are, are you saying that the, the fact that why would she have not checked this giant? trash compactor it's a little weak it's a little soft okay. for this after all of this to be the the oh okay. okay i did think i'm like when she's like i looked everywhere except this giant thing and i'm like yeah oh, yeah little... yep. but i can be a little rough on gary like i said the actor adam uh checkman is also a wonderful dude um i and i will be a little rough on the gary character nice uh, can't wait how, okay. however However, it's my fetish. Mm. Be rough on Gary. <laughs> He's, you know what? I look at him with his expressive acting face and glasses, and he reminds me of someone that I, yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, dude, you would have loved that, Nora, this one. Like, you could have, you could have done this, Dad. <laughs> Did she you just got to have a little, your face just needs to be a little thinner. <laughs> did she say that i'm a fat fuck my wife my my daughter called me a fat fuck. you just need to you just need to slow down on the bun buns pops <laughs> go going into your smoky room over there the next thing you know you got a box of ho-hos yeah. down your fucking yeah. oh by the way she's the captain the blonde lady is the captain <laughs> you remember that, that dummy grandpa I'm dumb. (laughs) So, but I have to say, 
and I'm not giving anything away uh, that, but in the season six premiere, they do something with Gary that makes me forgive it all. And it all makes fucking sense. And mm-hmm. I'm like, because like, it would get me so over the top and kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was, it was, and it's fucking brilliant. I can't right. wait for us to so get So it's to like, it. so it's like William H. Macy and Boogie Nights at the end of the 80s going to the. Yeah, 90s he kills himself. Yeah, it just blows his brains. <laughs> he just blows his brains. It was, out. it was fucking amazing. I can't wait for us to get there, Travis. It'll be quite a journey. <laughs> So, my mind started to go somewhere else. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Um, so, <laughs> Gary is grabbed by Mick and he's got a device uh, in his hand. And Mick's like, oh, is that a bomb? And he steps on it. But no, that was the device that was causing the time loop because he was sent he saw that uh, from time bureau headquarters that they blew up so he beamed there and didn't account for drift ended up in the trash compactor and he's been sitting there the whole time and that's why there's a loop and now there won't be a loop so it's gonna fucking blow up for real now mm-hmm. and uh and that and also that little just kind of stomp, stomping on a on a device to stop things again is a little okay here this will this is a quick and easy way to to stop this loop and like that's a little convenient but whatever like again like well, at like, this point it's it's such a good time and again it all it all makes all those kind of things make sense when you get to the payoff all right because sure there could be a few weird things that happen in here but when we get to what the payoff is like yeah it, it, it makes sense it doesn't have to make total sense right being that mm-hmm. it's not real mm-hmm. um so Besides, he's dumb. He likes to stomp on things. Yeah. <laughs> and they figure out that it was the eight track that Damien Dark had sent the anachronism back then to tr- to send a booby trap to the legends, knowing that they'd get it back. And I was like, for for a plot twist that didn't actually happen, I went, oh, I like that. That's kind of fucking cool. Again, but also, how has she not have checked that in all this time? Mm, uh, that one makes more sense to me you know that yeah. she's just like you know like remember it, it, she's reliving one hour not a full yeah, day but like okay okay so what's hour. changed in, in since these guys have been back what did they bring anything back with them that might have that could have possibly been a bomb it but here it was a tiny bomb it fit inside an a-track oh still that's still <laughs> something man. like i don't like again like that's here's the, the little things the little things Again, well, you know, Gideon isn't a total fucking perfect writer. Uh, uh, nope, nope, you know, she's not. Her, no, this she's is not. Her first time, <laughs> and uh, so Zari grabs it. Mick wants to burn it, burn it, and uh, Nate's like, "For a guy who uses fire, you don't seem to know how it fucking works." <laughs> and, uh, but Z grabs the bomb and puts herself behind a force field, and she gets to tell them all how she feels about them because she's been doing this over and over and over again for so 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 long it's always in groundhog day and in this when you touch on to the point where like how long has this been going on like years hundreds of years you know it gets really 
like Groundhog Day really covers that in a more metaphysical way, but it's still I'm like, how oh, goddamn long is this going on? You know, it, it always kind of freaks me out. If you're I know, I know. And uh, because she's grown to love them now and she gets to tell them all, you know, how she feels. And I, and I fucking love this. I loved it. Yeah. Is the uh, emotional high point of the series. When she tells, she tells Mick, never stop writing and don't hide who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nate and Amaya, you know, you're such wonderful friends and be with each other. And when she goes to Ray, the one that gets me, gets me. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Ray, when I first came on board, you were so polite and nice. I wanted to punch you in the face, but the world would be a better place if everyone was a little more like you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it got me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're kind of right. Nah, the mean, one that got me was when she said, just ask her out. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, that too. But then he 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 said, she says, "Tell Sarah why you're afraid of her. Uh, you're afraid of her." And she tells Sarah, "You're so brave and fierce. You're, you're the ship's soul." Yeah, exactly. And she says, "But just ask out poor Ava." Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary's like, "What about me?" <laughs> and she tries to use the totem to quell the bomb. It goes off. Boom! No, no boom. It was all Gideon. And at yeah. first, when they show this, I'm like going, I'm like, Zari says when she sees Gideon and meets her in person for the first time, Amy, Amy Pemberton, you know, uh, yeah. and at first when she says, if this was just a dream, I'll kill you. It was like, that's like, yeah. they're repeating what the audience was right. saying right at yeah. that yeah. moment, which I, I mean, In a way it is, in a way it is. In a way, but the way they explain it <laughs> yeah. is yeah. so, it's Star Trek, baby. Yeah. And uh, because her body's in the med bay, when she got splashed with the time sludge, you know, she should have died. Gideon put her mind in the, in her matrix because the loophole technology worked. And Gideon used it to see that in every circumstance, Z leaves the team after her fight with Sarah, but the legends will need her to beat Malice. And it shows that 2042 can be saved, but only with the legends help mm-hmm. eventually. Mm-hmm. And so she ran this simulation in order to purposely make her close to the team and bond with them. And, every, and everything was extrapolated from everything she knows because Gideon is a pervert who just watches everything they do all right. the time. Yeah. And, it, and then it flashes to her, like flipping through a book. She's the bomb. No, oh, that was a plot device, something to solve. And then she points to Amaya and Nate. And she goes, it didn't take a supercomputer to figure out these two would be dinky tickling dinky since tickling. Amaya came back to the ship. <laughs> dinky. New. Do you have yeah. to explain that or did that just British? No, no, just kind of, it kind of got lost. Good. In everything, yeah. Good dinky tickling. I found it disturbing. <laughs> and even mixed book is real. And then again, why Gary? I thought it'd be funny. I was like that came right out of the writer's room. You know that would be funny. That's totally what it was. That's the most meta they've they've been thus far. <laughs> so Z wakes up. She tries to tell Sarah and Ray what happened, and Gideon just denies it. But she proves it by telling you know Ray to tell Sarah about what Constantine told him to do. And when Sarah hears it, she says, "Yeah, that's what you're going to have to do." 
and Sarah and Z have coffee. I love this little scene between the two of them just having coffee. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just, uh, it was very short, but I thought they just had a lot of chemistry. It just seemed so yeah. easy. They just seemed so easy with each other having this, this performing this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, when she tells her, love is worth the risk, Captain, and gives her the respect and tells her what to do. And then she tells Z that Mick's book is great, but the ending needs a rewrite. And he's like, okay. And then we get another montage and it's her. She can still play the violin. She's she goes play the violin. And here's where it's just, even if it's, even if it's imagine uh, just a violin, solo violin version of Waterloo by Abba. <laughs> the end here. Instead of the classical piece that she can actually perform, yeah, or the, yeah, the one that, it. yeah, the one that, that that costs them no money, right? It's a like public domain, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, because that song <laughs> really is about giving in. That song is about giving in, and and like accepting, uh, like your your, def- it, it's a defeat, but it's about um, like uh, recognizing your place, kind of thing. Oh my god, it makes me so fucking happy that the only thing that makes this a nine to you is that that just well, that's a big part of it. But there's favorite, some other as I said, like those little uh, kind of the way that they kind of and here's how like uh, he smashes on the thing and stuff at the time in this writing, it's a little it's a little too convenient, but whatever. It, at this point, it was such a good time that it doesn't matter. But this montage to the violin solo. Yeah, it's really pretty. I fucking really pretty. adore it because it's a slow montage and they show like Nate and Meyer are going to keep getting their own. And they, show they do. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you see her talking to Ava. And, and by the way, if you're not totally sensing that chemistry between uh, Katie Lotz and Jess McCollin, as Sarah and Ava did. I mean, it is just, it bounced. It just yeah, shoots up. I still screen. don't love the other actress. She's I mean, not as good of an actress as Katie Lotz is. Maybe, she'll, no. get Maybe she'll get there. She gets I don't, there. I don't she's love so, her. She's yeah. charming as fuck, yeah. dude. Yeah. She is so, so much fun. She becomes like another heart of the show, especially now this new season, man. She's outstanding. Cool. Uh, but we see Mick typing with his two fingers. And he's doing the rewrite, and he's this is the last line of his book. Buck wrapped his glistening biceps around his lusty alien queen. He'd lost his planet, but found his home. And he takes a swig out of his beer, so hmm, not bad. And then yeah. Z finishes the piece, and I was like, and it goes to black, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, and then we get what if this was a movie would be an amazing post-credit scene, but it, that's not how the TV show works. So yeah. it ends, but boom, here's your cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. I think we're in Nepal or something. I don't, I can't, I don't remember what it said, but Wally West is Aaron. Kid He's Flash. meditating. Is that Kid Flash? That is Kid Flash, my mm-hmm. friend. That's what I we said. briefly, you briefly saw him in the, the, the crisis. Right. On Earth. Right. right. Briefly. And maybe briefly in the other one, but that's it. Um, yeah, you did. There've been blips up, and he's—I he, like him. He's a lot of fun, and because he's, you know, he's had it, you know, with adventuring. And Rip is there to recruit him to save the world. And uh, as far if you're a fan of these show, of the shows at this time, that is like holy shit because Kid Flash joining the Legends. 
is so out of fucking left field and i love it i love that they do it and the time is that the spent. insinuation he, I, I didn't get the insinuation that he was going to join the legends so i got oh yeah oh yeah yeah for the next episode because rip needs his help for whatever well i'm just i'm, okay, I'm spoiling a little he yeah. joins the legends for the rest of this adventure the rest oh of yeah the rest of the season yeah he rests the season and a lot of the um arrowverse fans really like kid flash and like hmm. kind of feel like they you know they should have used him more now like he eventually is like yeah i'm not doing this anymore and who knows what how it works out you know again conspiracy theories and all mm-hmm. that shit but uh I think he's a lot of fun and his run on the team is a, a run on the team. That was accidental, but I'm so happy <laughs> it happened. <laughs> thank you, Ed. But then thank you, Travis, again for a wonderful time. Thanks for everyone for listening. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter and Instagram. Spread the word. Tell people about the show. Um, yeah. Thanks to our friends over at Bebo's Legends podcast at uh, Legends uh, Clips on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, and Twitter and uh, House of Danvers podcast. Oh, we just we make it so many friends doing this endeavor. Endeavor, really cool. And um, yeah, I'm digging it. And oh, by the way, thanks to Vancouver girl Neil Niall Stenson for our, the opening music and Alex Heflin for the closing music that you are about it. to hear. I did it. It's about a time I'll give people. Well, I mean, credit. like, okay. I mean, hopefully that, uh, yeah, if the, the normal uh, closing music, but I wasn't, wasn't going to spoil it, but I, I'm, I'm totally looking for a violin version of Waterloo. Okay. Well then thank <laughs> you to Alex. That is, thank you to Alex for the normal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I finally, I finally. I mean, do it, it might be playing right now. It might be playing underneath us. I don't know. <laughs> it could be well. Could be a fruitless journey. Maybe they ripped Alex off. Maybe <laughs> Ava ripped Alex off. Maybe he's got a version of it. Who knows? Who knows? That'd be crazy. <laughs> all right. Talk to you all next time. Bye bye. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.